How you doing, everyone? Isaac Hayes here, host of Brothers Just Searching and the Cajun Conservative. Are you in the market for a new or used golf cart? Look no further. Cajun Cart has the carting companion you're looking for. Located at 3023 Northwest Avenger Thruway in Lafayette, Louisiana, Cajun Cart is your authorized club car, easy go, Cushman, and Gurria dealer. When dealing with Cajun Carts, you're not only purchasing a product or service, but you're also investing in the name. Serving the Acadiana area since 2003, Cajun Cart prides itself in superb customer service, top-notch rental, and best-in-class inventory. Give Cajun Carts a call today at 337-896-3411 or go check out their website, CajunCarts.com, to explore the options for your next karting adventure. Remember Cajun Carts when you're looking for your next golf cart and tell them Brothers Just Searching and the Cajun Conservative sent you. You're about to embark on a journey through the written word of God on subjects that deal with today. This is Brothers Just Searching. How you doing, everyone? Welcome to this episode of Brothers Just Searching, where we talk about God's word and current world events to educate and to edify the believers of Jesus Christ. I'm Isaac Hayes, along with my brother Anthony Hayes and Bowen Roban. Aubrey Box had to work tonight. You know, he had to pay the bills, so he will not be here tonight. So, but that's okay. We got three, the three stooges into yeah, the, the room. Yeah, the three amigos. So, the three amigos. Well, we got also producer Kai here, too. Oh, he, yeah, so really, he's a four amigo. Yeah, look, look, LB should be proud. LB should be proud. LB could make it tonight as well, and he got producer Hezekiah in here. He got that man trained up so well that right when we walked in, Cameras were set up, lights were set uh-huh, up, and uh-huh. everything like that. So, oh, yeah, give yeah, you a good yeah, yeah. We should give him a raise. Uh, Ten dollars. Ten dollars. Ten dollars. You fell off your heart. <laughs> hey, inflation $10. went up. Man. Inflation. <laughs> man, you you raising that man to where he can become a millionaire? I know. Come I mean, on, bro. I mean, hey, you hey, gotta give hey, him something. Guy's not against it. Hey, guy's not hey, against it. Hey, he's making three cents an hour right now. Yeah. We're going to give him a panic, and he's going to be making four Wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. Now, 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 now we're going to have a, a, a protest from LB, because LB's going to be like, y'all only paid me two cents. Well, LB's going to get a raise, too. Oh, man. Well, you, man, he must have been coming to some money, man. But, uh, no. LB's going to go to seven cents. Seven cents. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bowen, you got to realize in the 60s, 50s, and 30s and 40s, yeah, there were worse wait, than wait, money. Wait, wait, up. Wait, hey, hold, hold, hold <laughs> that, on that, That's I, not I, now. I'm getting paid just one cents. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. And then, and then with taxes, and then with taxes, away. I don't have nothing. Yeah, yeah. But you still give us your your peace of mind, your sense. <laughs> the little bit he got left. <laughs> yeah, hey, Dubug always gives us his sense. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't hold no punches back either. I don't think that's a guy that does either. Could have saw him all ago. He's like, y'all ready to start, huh? <laughs> hey, no, I can tell you one thing. I would say this about Kai. Kai. You, you you just turn you're about to turn eighteen, am I correct? Yeah, so he'd be Man, the voting age. He, he, he'd be the voting age. He gets to listen to the Cage Conservative, and his input does matter after that. But anyway, yeah. you know, uh, uh, no, there's one thing I say about this 18-year-old man. The, the Spirit of God touched him a couple of, about a, about a year ago now, mm-hmm. give or take. Mm-hmm. It was in the revival with Paris and him. Um, I tell you one thing, that man got his sword wherever he goes. 
He got his Bible in his pocket, bro. Oh yeah. He's like a West. He's like a Western gunslinger. He don't know when he gotta whip it out, but when he whips it out, he knows what to do. With he, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, when, he, when when he brings it out, you hear a whip. <laughs> it cuts to the bone. <laughs> you hear you hear that uh, you hear that uh, that sword coming out that shear. Swing. And then and then you and you, then you hear that Western song. That's <laughs> <laughs> the song we did earlier walking in there. The danger zone. The danger zone. <laughs> <laughs> the danger zone. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, on that note, how's everybody doing? Uh, it was very it's hot. Uh, I'm just ready for this summer to be over. It was a terrible summer for me. I bet I better not hear you in the winter saying you wanted to be hot. Oh no no spring baby spring spring <laughs> <laughs> I'm a spring baby I like See, spring. Bowen, 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 Bowen don't have that problem. Bowen works in the AC and you know he never sweats and oh, all yeah. them kids are all nice and respectful and to all him, Christian you know? and holy. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, that's the same place I work at. Bowen's like, when, when did you describe heaven to me? Am <laughs> I school? That one? <sighs> the topic we're talking about, Bowen knows so much about because he gives it to him every day. No, no, not really. That, that, no, 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 no. That's a lie. You know, I won't admit to that. You know. I won't lie because if I lie, then I'd really be in trouble. <laughs> He but, said. Um, he said. He gives compassion. It's just. It's, it's hard. Yeah, you give compassion. Sometimes it is it's hard. Like, to it's like pulling out a tooth. Huh? Yeah, it's <laughs> like pulling out a. It's like pulling out a needle out of a haystack. Uh, but no, it is hot. It is hot. It's hot outside, dude. They gonna be in the hundreds all week long. Man, so you don't even want to walk outside. Mm-hmm. You're like, you get right in the front door. You're like, ah, get back in. Well, shoot, uh, our our good friend Josh Rosenstern. Remember, we saw him. Uh, mm-hmm. We saw him Saturday. Yeah, he was playing with the horse or the cow. Yeah, the cow. Yeah. And he uh, he come on and say he just went to he he just came back from New York. He had a wedding he had to do out uh-huh. there. And <laughs> he said he he got over there and then people were complaining. It was 80 degrees. It was hot. He said, hot. He said, this feels good. He said, right when he walked off the plane, he said it like that. He grabbed him in the face. <laughs> the humility. He's, yeah, he's like, ah, get me back to New York. Uh, it, it, it's just like, it's like you, you, you walk outside, you're in, the, you're in the heater, and then you walk out. No, yeah, outside, you, it's like a heater. Yeah. Then you walk inside, you're heater, like an you air mean oven. Yeah. You're in the oven. Right, and you, you're like, oh, I when mean, you can cook an, When you can cook an egg on the cement, it's hot. What? It's hot. It's hot. I'm just saying. It's <laughs> what do you want to scramble the rare? <laughs> rare? It's not a steak. Oh. <laughs> he said a rare. A rare you, you want a raw egg? A rare egg? Okay. Here's your rare egg. <laughs> $30 for it. Yeah. $30? Yeah. It's kind of hard to do one like that. Oh, <laughs> uh, Well, what's that word I was saying earlier? Is that a compassion? It was, well. Uh, oh, I, I can't think of it. Sympathy. 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 You weren't saying sympathy, though. No, sympathy pop. Sympathy pop? I don't yeah. know about that. Oh, you don't know about that. Mm. Anyway. Okay. Bowen. Start your topic. Are you ready, sir? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm just looking at some stuff. You're just looking at some stuff? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because me and Billy keeps on going. You know, we're going to give the crowd something to laugh about, you know? Well, you got to keep them laughing. <laughs> Laughter is like a medicine, the Bible says. Yeah, that's, what I said. that's what I heard. So, yeah, it's good. I need, I need a good bit of it, too. So, yeah. Anyway, if you're ready, Bowen, we're going to be talking about the topic tonight, and it's going to be compassion. Um, mm. we, we were in a meeting last week, and this, this topic came up, and we decided to go ahead and talk about it because uh, compassion is a real thing. You know, as, as believers, I'm just going to make a statement right here. As believers and also as ministers, because we all ministers here, uh, Sometimes we minister the gospel and we forget why, you know, 
forget why we're doing it, I guess you could say. Or, you know, because sometimes, and look, I'm, I'm praying I never get to that way where this is just like a job. Saying, oh, you know, hey, we just we just preaching because we get a paycheck. We don't have a paycheck here, but we're, we're, we're hoping one day that we can maybe study God's word full time. But a lot of Christians are a lot of pastors. Forget why we do what we do. We love the Lord, yes, but at the same time, we have to have compassion for souls that don't know the Lord. We got to have compassion for the lost. We have to realize where, where their end is. You know, our end is real good. Our end, we're going to heaven. We're going to be walking on the streets of gold. I'm going to go visit Bowen on Loudmouth Avenue right next to John the Baptist. <laughs> and, you know, we, you know, one day, one day we're going to be in heaven. Hey, look, uh-huh. uh, the, uh, compared to what we talk about heaven a while back, uh-huh. I like how Tony Evans said that, you know, people, the natural people, they won't live out. They're going to have to live outside the city. Mm-hmm. Us as sanctified saints. We're going to be living in the city. We're going to be living uh. in the presence of God all the time. Oh. And, you know, we're going to have frequent flyer miles. So if we want to go vacation anywhere, we can just think about it. We'll be there. Right. So, But we're going, to, we're going to heaven. But unfortunately, the world or the people that don't know Christ, they have a different story. Mm-hmm. And I think as believers, we need to go ahead and make sure that we have that compassion for people that are not making it to heaven. Mm. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people. There's a lot more people going to hell than they are going to heaven. Sadly. Yeah. Sadly. And uh, so we're going to go ahead and turn over to Bowen. Bowen, lead us in this topic tonight, my friend. Um, the word we're going to talk about tonight, uh, I did some studying on it. And, you know, Jesus showed a lot of compassion to the people he ministered to, uh, especially the poor, the sick, you know, the blind. Uh, but I want to read something. It's a definition that I want to read. To have compassion means to show sympathy with someone who is suffering and to feel compelled to reduce the suffering. It is a fuller, true definition than feeling alone, and it is not a very biblical understanding. But um, let me read something out of the Bible that I found, which... um, Make it a much better. It's it's something I mark quite a few places in this Bible that it would help to understand what compassion is. But there's one that caught my attention, and I have another one we'll talk about. And listen to this. And Jesus answered, said, And a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among the thieves, which stripped him of all his uh, raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half, half dead. And, about, and, and by chance there came down a certain priest that, that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise, a Levite, when he, when he was at the place, came and looked upon him, he passed by on the other side. But... A certain Samaritan had, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him, and went to him and bound up his wounds, and pouring in, pouring in oil and wine, and set, set him on his own beast, and brought him to the inn, and took care of him. Now... You got to realize you got two people that passed by this man. And when they saw him, 
They passed by. They, they passed by. They didn't even pay attention to him. But a certain Samaritan passes by, and, you know, I don't know how to say this. Compassion is something that you feel within, within inside your heart. Compassion is something that comes to you at a time when you see somebody in a, in a spot that they can't help themselves. So this guy, this Samaritan passed by. He saw the guy was wounded. He saw the guy was helpless. He saw the guy couldn't do anything. So he bound him up, fixed him up, and he brought him to the inn. Now, this is a, let me see. Where, where did I stop? Uh, and on the morrow, he went and he departed. He took two pits, uh, pennies and gave them to the, the host and said to him, Take care of him. Whatever thou spends more, when I come again, I will repay thee. So he put him at the end. He gave the host some money and he told the host, Look. Take care of him until I come, and I'll repay him. It's it just like the um, uh, the prodigal son. When the son wanted his dad to, to split everything, and he would take his, his, his share, and he would go out and, and do what he wanted to do. Well, he went out and did what he wanted. He wasted all, his, all what his dad had given him. He spent it all, all over. And when he found himself broke and couldn't do nothing, he had to go to the farmers or go to somebody and get a job. When he found himself eating with the pigs or the husk or the corn and everything, he realized... That, you know, I had it better at my father's house. Mm. You know, I had something to eat. I had a place to stay, you know. And when he realized and came to himself and figured that out, he decided, well, I'm going to go back where I was with my father. But, you know, the father was waiting for him. Mm. And when the father saw him, when the father saw him coming down the road from a distance, that father had compassion on that son. That father felt the compassion for that son. And he ran and he caught his son and he hugged him. And he put a ring on his finger and a robe and shoes on his feet. And he said, kill the fatted calf and we're going to have a celebration. My son has come home. It's the same thing the way God is. God shows compassion to his children. When somebody wanders off from the Lord, and goes astray into the world, and he decides he wants to come back to the Lord, God shows compassion to that person. God shows mercy to that person. You know, God don't just throw people off. God shows compassion and mercy, and he catches them, and he hugs them, and he tells them, I love you, and I'm going to take care of you, and God receives them back into the family. But I'm going to read something else, and I'm going to read this. And I'm going to let somebody else talk, but I want to read something before I do. Uh, 3.17, and it says this, But whosoever had, had this world's good, and see it, his brother have need. All right, listen to that. See it, his brother have need, and shut him up, bowels and compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him. If you see a brother in need, if you see somebody, uh, a brother, a Christian, and you see him in need, you see him uh, down on his luck. I mean, he's just 
really down on his luck, and he, he's at a point that he, he don't know what to do. If you throw that brother aside, if you bow him up and you just throw him aside, and you don't open up to this brother, and you don't show compassion and mercy unto him, what you think God's going to do with you? God will not show compassion to you. Yep. So this is the thing I'm trying to bring out while, while we're on this subject. If Jesus had compassion on the multitude that followed him for three days, he said, I have compassion on these people. I have compassion. They've been with me for three days. He decided, instead of standing them back into the cities about and all over, he said to his disciples, let's give them to eat. Yeah, you're talking about Mark 8. Right. Let's give him something to eat. And his disciples said, Lord, how, how can we feed such a multitude? He said, we'll have to go and buy. He said, how many loaves of bread do you have? How many fish do you have? That's where Jesus did his miracle. But Jesus showed compassion to these people. Jesus, Jesus healed the sick. Jesus healed them. Jesus, Jesus reached out to these people. You have something you want yeah, to say? Yeah, good, good. You, you, on that story, because I, I did a teaching on that at the family conference last uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I talked about the five loaves and two fishes. You got to realize there was two incidents <laughs> of, the, of Jesus feeding a multitude. <laughs> there was the five thousand, Mark chapter six, and Mark chapter eight. They had the four thousand, and both times Jesus is mentioned about having compassion. compassion. First, he's saying that he saw the people coming, and he said, yeah. I have compassion yeah. on these people. I have people. that one marked as a matter of fact. He said, I have people, I have these, I'm having compassion on these people because they are like a sheep, sheep without, without a, a shepherd. shepherd. Saying that they were lost, and you can tie that into the prodigal son. Prodigal son. That, that's a compassion of, look, you're lost, and you need a savior. That's what the gospel comes in, right. that we should have compassion. And I see a lot of people, a lot of believers, when they go ahead and they witness the people, it's not out of compassion is to uh it's to do a notch on their belt i get well, you remember the old western days mm-hmm. when a when a gunslinger would would take out somebody he would put a notch in his mm-hmm. gun belt or a notch in his gun uh his uh, handle and they would say well why are you why are you doing that why are you um why you put that as well? I'm showing that I, I I I defeated my foe, and that's what a lot of Christians do. They don't do they don't do they don't reach out to salvation for compassion reasons. Say, look, I really don't want this person to go to hell. They do it because they want a notch on their salvation belt. Saying when they get to heaven, Lord, look how many people I want to the I want to you. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Lord's going to keep track if you do it that way. Right. And that's what prodigal. And then the second time, like you said, Bo, and these people were following him. They were following Christ for several days, yes. and and they they were hungry. They needed food to eat, and it just shows that 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 right there shows that Christ would take care of you. He has compassion on you to supply you with everything you need, not what you want, but what you need. Mm-hmm. And right there, I believe those are two different forms of compassion. But there are compassion from our great example, the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, I, I was yeah, I was thinking about that earlier about. You know, the five loaves and two fishes and stuff. And, you know, Thomas, uh, Jesus asked Thomas, can you think I could feed all these people? And he says, Lord, it would take a hundred, you know, it would take a lot of food, pretty much, other words, to feed these people. And I'm sure Jesus has looked at him, you know, like, oh, you don't only oh, know. Oh, you have little faith, yeah, yeah. only if you know what I could do. But it shows you that, that Jesus was very compassionate towards his creation. And, and, you know, a lot of people, they don't see Jesus like that. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's two sides of Christ. You know, there's the, the humble side. There's the Messiah, the sacrifice side. And then you have the, you have the, uh, 
you have the warrior side of Christ. You know, he's a lamb and a lion. So, so Jesus has both sides. But one side that Jesus has is he's very compassionate. Do you do you think on that note, do you think a lot of people just look at the side where Christ gives judgment and not the side of compassion yeah. and mercy? Because you mm-hmm. hear a lot of believers talk about, it. oh, Christ is merciful, Christ is compassionate, Christ. Now, we know that a lost person has to come to Jesus Christ before they're saved. Right. But Christ gives them every opportunity mm. to come to him. Right, right. He gives them every opportunity for them to know the Savior of the world, his mercy. Um, you know, you hear a lot of... Uh, a lot of people that when they came to Christ, they said, we thank God for the mercies of Jesus because I should have died this certain day. Mm-hmm. Or I should, this should have happened to me at this point in my life where I would have lost my life. But God spared me because God knew that God gave me another chance to serve him. A lot of people don't look at that, that point of Christ having mercy and compassion on the loss. Right. You know, a lot, you know, and look, we have a lot of friends that go ahead and they, they do street ministry and God bless them that they do that. But, you know, they they go ahead. A lot of them that I know will say, you're going to hell. You're 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 not saved. You sinner. Repent from your sins. OK, that's all true. But I don't see no compassion in a lot of street preachers. Mm-mm. It's you know, well, we got to point this God of judgment. Yes, God is a God of judgment. You do not serve Christ. You're going to hell and you're going to spend eternity in the lake of fire. That is biblically accurate. You cannot go ahead and push that aside. So that's why we should be compassionate to these people. Listen, you're going to a hell. You are going to spend eternity. I don't want you to spend eternity in that. I have compassion. I have sympathy for you. Mm. I have sympathy for every lost person out there because they're they're going to hell. Mm. And I don't want them to go to hell. I am sympathetic towards them. I am praying that the Lord touch them because that, that's what compassion is built upon, that you don't want to see people go to a lake of fire. Mm. You don't want to see people go to, go to a burning side of eternity. Because if they after, when they get to that point, it's it's done, it's done, and that's where you know a lot. Look, God is a God of judgment. I will say that one hundred and ten percent is biblically accurate. But at the same time, we do have a compassionate Lord, we do right. have a merciful Lord, and that's that's where we we need to we need to strive to be like. Mm-hmm. So, Bowen, you can go ahead and continue. I hope well, one more thing I want to say no, before go ahead, Bowen gets go to ahead, it, go ahead. that there's always two sides of Christ. You know, there's a lot of people. They, they, uh, the Bible says a false balance is abomination. Right. A lot of people they, they, they take certain scriptures or even Christ, and they like they take one side. Oh, he's judgment, 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 and no love and mercy. Then you have one side. Jesus is always smiling, and he's always you know gentle, nice. Jesus, he don't flip the tables no more. He don't do none of that. And so there's a that's a balance. And you know Jesus is both sides. He's a lamb and a lion. You know, kind of speaking and. And most people, and you know, we got to put them together. Most yeah, sadly. you can't you can't go ahead and be a minister mm-hmm. and not preach on the judgment of God. Mm-hmm. At the same time, that can't be your whole platform either, right? You got to show mercy. Well, and, by, and vice vice versa, you can't be yeah. a minister because uh-huh. imagine on this podcast if all we preached was judgment in hell. Oh no, all the time, all yeah. the time. Yeah, we would we would bring in a crowd. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny that, but at the same time, imagine we just mercy and grace and love god's all love god's all mercy uh-huh. yeah we draw a crowd too but like like you said but on, on this podcast we strive to balance the word of god yeah correctly um to, the bible calls us to rightly divide the word of god doctrine right. does matter i'm not it gonna does. i'm does. not gonna go ahead and say sit here and say no it doesn't it does 
But you have to be biblically accurate in what you're teaching. And like you said, you cannot have, you know, you can't have one. It's a balance. You got to have them both. You can't just preach judgment, 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 judgment. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you can't just preach mercy, 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 grace, uh, love, joy, peace, suffering. You can't you can't just preach that either because you're going to you're either going to do two things. One, you're going to bring somebody into the Christ, the Christ and they they're going to oh, that's all they're going to think is that serving Christ is better roses. Right. But right. like I told somebody the other day, we were in our conversation with uh, with someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people preach, hey, go to the better roses. But they forget about the thorns that's underneath the roses. Right. Right. I remember that we were saying how how a lot of Christians, they make it like. Oh, when you get saved, you know, they, they, they're telling you things are wonderful, but they don't tell you the price to get yeah, to that wonderful they yeah, things. Yeah, they don't tell you the yeah. roses that they're going to prick you. Yeah. And then that's just something that, that you know, because I don't, I don't know what we're going to title this episode yet. But at the same, if we tie, let's say if we title it compassion, there are probably going to be some people that's going to look, oh, these are these Christians that are just preaching compassion. No. Or soft Christians. Yeah, they, they think they preach, we're good. No, yeah. we're, we're preaching God's judgment. Because, look, I, I said it a while ago. As a believer... We will encounter people that are going to hell. Right, right. We, you know, I, I, I hate to say that. Like we said, there's probably more people going to hell now than there ever was before. Mm. We just got to see the society we're in. Right. The society that we're in, Boogie, it's, it's crazy, man. The, the sin that is running rampant in this country, the, the, the hatred for God, the, I, I can't, I, you know, you, you just, you, look, I'm not going to lie, I have compassion for that, man. These people are either ignorant or they just di- outright disobedient. Right, right. And, you, and look, it's this not, it's not, you should, um, Bowen, agree with me, if you can't agree with me on this. It, 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 we have compassion for the world, but so right now I'm having more compassion for the church. Mm-hmm. There's more lost people in the church than there than yeah. there ever been before because we have a sloppy grace gospel that is saying that that that, that oh God's a God of love He's compassionate He'll forgive you of your sin. Now we have whole denominations accepting a lifestyle that is totally forbidden under the Word of God. Right. I have compassion for them churches because you know they they think I have more compassion for them than the world because they think they're going to heaven and they're not. Yeah. They, they, right. they go, they're going, right. down, they're going down the straight and narrow path, but they're going the opposite yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. You're exactly right what you're saying. You are. Uh, but I, I want to share something, and, you know, I kind of read this. I, I kind of studied this a lot. You know, a com- the, the word compassion is a part of the character of God. Yep, it is. And, and you know, if we're going to be as Christ, you know, if we're going to shed a light, if we're going to walk in this world and shed a light, we need to show compassion to people, no matter who it is, Okay. We need to show compassion to the lost, which more of compassion, love, and mercy. That's pretty much what it is, mm-hmm. is what we need to show to the lost. Um, but those that are in church, and like Isaac said, the churches that, that, are, that are preaching lies and, and false doctrines and things like that, we need to show them compassion. We, all, we also need to tell them the truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we also need to tell them the truth and show mercy to them. You know... I'll tell you another thing that goes with compassion is praying. Mm. Prayer is the biggest part of the word compassion. If you go and you look it up, praying shows compassion. When you pray for people Mm. or you pray for the lost or you pray for the sick, you know, if you know somebody that's suffering, you know somebody that's sick with cancer or or any kind of thing, you're going to show compassion even though you don't go talk to them or or go meet them. You're going to pray for that person. You're going to pray with compassion from your heart for that person. Mm. That's why I always say every time I'm on this podcast, I say I pray for people. 
I might not go witness to them. I might not go share the gospel. I might not do this. I might not do that. But the number one thing I do is pray for people. Mm. Okay? That, I think that's the most important thing you can do for a person is pray for them. That's mm. showing compassion. Now, I'm going to tell you all something, and I'm going to share I'm gonna share some things that happened to me personally. Okay? When I worked at a convenience store, a lot of times I ran into people that that were hard on their luck. Mm. Okay? And one night I was there, and they had this young couple that pulled up to the pump. And I was watching them for the longest time, you know. And I kind of felt bad because I knew what they were trying to do. And, and they were trying to put gas in their car. They were using a credit card, but the credit card wouldn't work. So the young lady came in the store, and she was telling me that. And I told her, I said, baby, I said, run your credit card here. Let's see what happens. Well, it denied it. Mm. But, of course, her credit card was to the limit. She had nothing that she could charge. I said, how much money do you have on you? She said, I have about $5. $5. I said, where are you going? She said, we're heading to Orange, Texas. Oh, Lord. I said, you're going to go to Orange, Texas on $5. No. She, <laughs> she said, well, she said, that's all we got. I said, give me your $5. So I took my debit card from my bank, and I went outside, and I ran it through. Of course, I had money in there. I ran the card through, and I hit it, and I told him fill up your car so they did they filled up their car well the little guy comes running to the door he said come with me outside he said i want you to come see he said, come see how i, I want i want to give you something so i went outside i wasn't thinking of what he was going to do i went outside he reached in the back of his thing uh, it was suv like he reached in the back he gave me a brand new set of jumper cables wow brand new set wasn't even touched wasn't even used still had the price tag on it I said, dude, I said, you ain't got to do that. He said, no. He said, you're an angel from heaven, man. He said, there ain't no way we would have made it to Orange, Texas. He said, we would have stayed on the road. Yeah. There was another time, there was a guy that came into the store, mm -hmm. and all he had was a little bitty bag. He had no money. Mm -hmm. And he was looking at the shelves, and he was looking around, and he come to the counter, and, and he just told me, he said, man, he said, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I said, what you mean? I ain't got no money. He said, uh, I ain't got no food. I, I ain't got nothing. And, and when you hear somebody say something like that, it kind of it, it kind of makes you feel bad because I've never went without a, all my life. Right. I've never had to go without. God, never, God never, you. never, never, never. And this guy stood there looking at me. I said, man, I said, look, I said, go get whatever you want. I said, I'll pay for it. So he went get it. So that morning, Miss Linda was coming in. He was he went to sit outside somewhere. I forgot where he went. He went to sit outside. So I went meet him. I said, dude, I said, you need a place to sleep? Man, he said, dude, he said, I ain't slept in five nights. He said, all I've been doing is running the streets. So I went to the hotel, and I bought him a room. I got him a room for all that day and all that night. And I told the man, I said, put him in that room so he can rest. Guys, let me tell you something. There's many a times I've done stuff for people where I didn't have to do it. Yeah. You know, but to be honest with y'all, I did it out of the bottom of my heart. And because I hate to see people be in a position that they shouldn't have to be in. Mm. Even my own boss told me, Bowen, you shouldn't be helping those people. I said, and why? She said, people like that put themselves in that predicament. I said, that's not true. I said, that is not true. I said, those people that I put gas for outside in them pumps, I 
said, those people don't ask for that. Mm. I said, they just don't, they just don't realize that they don't have enough mm. money to do what they got to do. I said, they don't do it on purpose. Yeah, some of them. Yeah, some of them. But I've helped a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I've done for a lot of people. I've given food to people. I've bought food for people. And I didn't do I'm I'm not tooting my horn, guys. That's not what I'm doing. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not uh, tooting my horn. I'm not. Because, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, I don't have to share this with y'all. No, no. But no, it's no, the no. honest truth. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're going to be like Christ, we need to be watching for those that really need help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you know, these guys that stand on the road with these signs and I, I don't give to those people. That's panhandling. Mm-hmm. And I saw a sign by the place uh, at, the, at one of the stops at a red light. Well, stop. dangerous. And they say on that sign, it's dangerous. Do not give to panhandlers. Be very careful what you do. I don't give to those people that stand on the side of the road asking for money. I don't do it. You know, because most of the time, those people... They got more than what you got. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know? yeah. They got a nice house to live in. They got big, nice cars to ride in. You know? That's their I, job. I mean, but that's what they do for a living. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what they do for a living. And people fall for it. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I mean, you know, it's just a share. I mean, it's just a share with y'all. Yeah. So, let's go ahead. We're going to continue this topic uh, on after our break. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back after this short break. Hey everyone, my name is Anthony James Hayes. You probably know me from Best from Brothers to Searching and I'm so honored today that you meet me here. I want to talk about a little bit about my book. The first one I wrote was Journey of the Christians from Dead Works to Living Faith, my very first book. It's about the story about me pretty much going through things and how overcome by the Word of God. And here is The New Kingdom with Liberty Man and Evil Stone. That's my second best book so far. And I want to take a little time to tell you about my second book mostly. The first one is about some children. They go to like an adventure. They go to see a new kingdom. The future, I guess you can say, of God and how he's going to restore the kingdom to Garden of Eden conditions. And they fight good and evil and light and darkness. So I encourage you to actually get these books. They're available on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. And then my second story, Liberty Man, a man who fights for freedom. And he takes off the chains of tyranny, of the kings of tyranny off of him. So he finally gets free. And I hope you find out his journey and how he got free and so on. And then my third book, The Evil Stone, a man who actually turned to the devil, or he sold his soul to the devil for a powerful magic stone, and he had the promise of ruling the world. So I hope you enjoy these books. They're available, and they're family-friendly, and they're something you can learn with the Word of God. They're parables that you can teach your children and your grandchildren about. So I encourage you today to go to these places, and I hope you bless and then you enjoy these books. Thank you. All right, everybody, welcome back to the second segment of Brothers Just Searching. Again, I'm Isaac, along with Bowen and Boogie. Uh, we're talking about compassion, and uh, Bowen was talking about compassion to the world and doing things without expecting a return. And Bowen, I like your examples of what you said. Of you know when you worked at a store, because you know you. I'm just thinking about it. your boss said. They did not deserve it. They they shouldn't do that. She said, "Don't help them don't because help. you don't help people like that. You don't know where those people are from." Right. And but but at the same time, that that's a good question to to bring up though. Size of the compassion. Compassion is getting something that you don't deserve anyway. Right. You get what I'm saying. Yeah. So, and if we had to tie that into our beliefs, 
Christ didn't have to give us forgiveness. No, he did. Christ didn't have to give us eternal life. He didn't have life, to give us grace either. He didn't have to give us grace, but he was compassionate Action. towards that's his right. creation. That's right. And, and that that's a good point right there. I think that a lot of Christians forget that aspect of compassion. Right. Uh, because, right. I, you know, and look, you know, let's go back to our conversation we was having before. You're right, boy. Like like the panhandlers. I don't give them. I don't give them that. And look, I, I don't. Look, uh, I feel, I think his dad of that new one a uh, guy that you before he was saved and became a preacher. Yeah, that was his living. Um, they did an investigative report here on a local radio, a uh, local TV station, where they caught some of these people. They were walking with a limp while they was asking for money. They were they were go, they were doing stuff like that. And at the end of the day, they would go to the best hotel that was in the town. Mm-hmm. Her stories that they all would get together and have dinner. They, it was it was like a job for them, mm-hmm. and they racking. Uh, easily probably a few thousand a day because of people being compassionate and they're trying to they trying to be like Christ or they they want to help them but it's people like that that they go ahead and they they work on compassion um mm-hmm. they they work on you know they 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 they, they use people's a uh, goodwill their sympathy their they, all this stuff to making a buck and that that's what's bad with the church we sometimes we don't know who to sympathize with uh, we don't know who to give with. We don't know, and because a lot of people use compassion for their own wealth. Mm, wow, that, yeah, that's true. That's something. Somehow people abuse, you know, gener- generosity like that, you know. And one part I want to say about, you know, Jesus was very, very compassionate. But, I, you know, during that time when um, Lazarus, you know, when Lazarus died, you know, before he rose from the grave. He 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 cried and he had compassion, and most people, if you read the Gospel of John, everybody was amazed. Like, wow, this man really loved him. This man really had compassion on John, and you know, so that's a side of Jesus that that you know, because the Pharisees are a lot of people. Most of our people, they didn't see that probably, you know, they didn't see the love of God like that. All they saw was hardcore religion, hardcore yeah. politics. You know, they just saw. You know, they never saw that 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 kind of compassion like Christ had. He stand out on the crowd. You know, outside the crowd, or he stood above the crowd because of his compassion. You know, and that somehow when you in religion or false politics or religion, it's all about survival, the fittest. You know, yeah. it's all it's all about you and it's all who you can cut through. Well, it's even even you know? goes it even goes to the point too. All right, let's let's use that for example since you went that way of politics. Yeah. And I see it every day. I see mm-hmm. it every day looking mm-hmm. in the news, putting stories together for the next Gage Conservative episode. Mm-hmm. You hear a lot of these politicians. Mm-hmm. Oh, we want to do this because we, we're, we're, we're serving because of you. We love you. We want, And you can tell that they're not, they're, their compassion is not true compassion. They're, they're not worried about your well-being. They're worried about your vote. Right. And it goes to the same point. They, a religious, a religious, uh, some religious leaders do the same thing. And not every mega church, because there is some mega churches that I can quote off from the top of my head that are true biblical churches and they yeah. preach the gospel. That's right. But That's right. a lot of these ministers mm-hmm. that are, and a lot of them in the word of faith will tell you, Oh, well, we our well being is for you to have more faith. So you to have more faith because we're compassionate. You should send us money so God could bless you. 
They use compassion for their well-being and their gain. They're not. They're not. They're not on there to. And look, look don't get us wrong. Look, we're in the middle of trying to work out some stuff with a radio program right now. It takes a lot of finances to get a program like this on the radio. It takes a lot of pro. A lot of. Uh, a lot of time and effort and money to get this on some podcast platforms. We understand that side of it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you can't just go ahead and and you, you a lot of people use compassion the wrong way. Mm-hmm. They they go ahead and they take compassion. They 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 tell people certain things that that either triggers their compassion or they try to use compassion to benefit them. And I I don't know. Bone Bo, I don't know if you were planning on going this way, but I see that a lot in the church, especially a lot of religious leaders. They act like they're so compassionate towards people, but in reality, they're like, I wish I could just get out of this place. Right. Right. You're right. I, I You know, be honest with you, Isaac. I, I don't, I, maybe maybe I shouldn't say that like that, but I, I don't see a lot of people in the church as having compassion. No, no. I, I don't see people that call themselves Christian having compassion for others. Listen, I'm going to share something with y'all, and that's the type of person I am. I, I think it's a trait from my mom and daddy, but I think I carry more of it than them. I'll give the shirt off of my back to somebody that don't have what they need. You know, I, I'll give money to somebody if they need money to live. I'll pay somebody's bills if they can't pay their own bills. Listen. Marsha, my wife, okay, now listen to this. This is something that happened a long time ago, but it's going to show you the kind of person that I am. And I'm not boasting, all right, because I only boast in Jesus. The thing is, her mom and daddy left and went on vacation. They went to New York to visit family, and it was just her by herself. And I went over there. It was on a weekend. It was on a Friday or Saturday. And I walked in the house, and she's sitting down. She was still in school. And she looked at me, she said, Bo, and she said, I got a problem. I said, well, what's the matter? She said, our electric bill came in. She said, and I ain't got no money to pay it. And she said, if I don't pay it, they're going to cut off our power. I said, man, Marsha, I said, come on. She said, she said, so she caught it. And I looked at it, and on the bottom they said, this bill has to be paid by such and such a date, or we're going to come and we're going to cut it off. Well, the bill was like, I think like, Maybe a hundred and sixty dollars. Then, then, you know, <laughs> not now. Right. Yeah. But it was like a hundred and sixty dollars, you know, something like that. But it was over a hundred dollars. And I told her, I said, Marsha, I got the money in my pocket. Mm-hmm. I said, Well, y'all pay your bill. She said, Well, she said I can go right with y'all. Go show you. So we went right, and I paid the bill. I paid it out of my pocket. I just paid it. It didn't bother me. So when we got back to her house, she said, We're gonna have to tell my mom and daddy you paid this. I said, You ain't got to tell your mom and daddy nothing. I said, I paid that out of the, the kindness of my your heart. heart yeah. I said, no, your mom and daddy don't need to know that I even paid that bill. They're going to think they paid it before they left. Mm-hmm. I said, no, she said, they're going to know you paid it. So when they got back, it was about a week later, I went over there and the old man cornered me in the corner. <laughs> and he looks at me and said, hey, you square headed. And that's how he said that. You know, He called me a square head, but I'd laugh. I said, what's the matter, Pop? He said, man, he said, I know you paid that bill. I said, yeah. And I said, so what? He said, I got to pay you back. I said, no, you don't. I said, no, you don't. But why not? I said, I don't want your money. Mm. I said, your money ain't no good to me, buddy. I said, keep your money. Man, man, I can't let you pay. I said, look, I said, your daughter was here by herself. I said, she had no money to pay that bill. 
I said, I paid your bill. I said, take it as a blessing. Mm -hmm. And I said, case closed. You know, and, and that's the way I am with a lot of people. You know, I, I do that with a lot of people. I don't ask nothing in return when I do something. I never did, never will. I've helped many of people. I've done for many of people. I will never ask you for anything in return for doing what I do for you. Nothing. I don't. If, if your kids don't have food to eat, I'm gonna feed your kids. Right. You know, uh, if you don't have a place to stay, I'm gonna give you a place to stay until you can get on your feet. You saw that for yourself. I did it for Arbor. You know, and I don't regret what I did for Arbor. I don't regret it. You know, I don't regret one thing I did for Arbor. But the thing is. You know, I do it out of the kindness of my heart to help somebody. That's why I do those things, you know. And, and you know, may, maybe I'm going too far with this, but. No, no, no. You know, I, I know what you're coming at, though, but you, you have, you, you see the compassion that, that needs to be done in the church. And I agree with you on that. A lot of church folk are not compassionate no more. They, you know, I, and it's sad that we, we've come to this point where we have to talk about this, but. You know, Lauren said it the best way when we was at family camp the other day. A lot of, you know, you, you tell people that you know this message of Christ and him crucified. And that you should put your faith and trust totally on the finished work of Christ. And he used it. He used the ministry over there at JSM. He said, we've been teaching this message probably for about 27 years. He said, within the 27 years, we should look more like Christ every day. Every day. And it's sad as a lot of Christians mature, their compassion goes down. Yeah. And look, I'm not saying, because I'm not saying that every Christian don't have it, but I'm just saying there is a lot of Christians in church. Instead of them having compassion to the lost or compassion for helping their brothers and sisters in the Lord, well, they they, they have a, like a holier than thou. Yeah. That, you yeah, know, yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, I don't that, think that's a religious act. That's a religious that, that's act. That's all that is. And that's what I was coming to with the point earlier. What there's a lot of there's a lot of pastors that do. I see a lot of churches that the pastors are they in outward they like their compassion, but in but behind the doors they're like, nah, we're not gonna no, we don't need we don't need to be compassionate, we don't need to help. Well, you know? well and that, that's fixing, the wrong attitude. I, I was fixing to say that, you know, you got pastors that don't have no compassion at all. Whatsoever. No. Whatsoever. They don't show compassion to their to they their congregation. Up, they, they sit they, they sit up in their pedestal and right, they, they, they right. think they can't you know, fall down. Yeah, exactly. And and that's not right because that's not Christ like. I don't look at it that way. That's not the way Jesus was. Let me, let me tell you, when Jesus walked the face of this earth, I don't remember Jesus ever doing anything for himself. I don't remember Jesus ever doing for himself. Everything Jesus did was for other people. Everything Jesus did was as a servant to others. Jesus never did anything for himself. I, have you ever read that book? Mm -hmm. No, he never did. And, and when he came to earth, he came to earth for one, one purpose. He came into this world for one purpose to die on Calvary's cross so we could be forgiven for our sins and our sins could be forgiven. You know, that's why he came. So he, he showed much compassion to the people when he walked in Jerusalem and he walked through that city. You know, he, he touched a lot. It's just like Lazarus. When you said about Lazarus was dead, mm -hmm. he cried, man. The man weeped mm -hmm. because that was his friend. He weeped. He showed compassion. You know, the people were weeping. He he wept with them, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know. So that, that tells you a lot about Jesus. Even though he was man, he was still fully God, but he wept. He cried. And he did it for a lot of people, like the two blind men. You know, the two blind men came running to him. And he said, what can I do for y'all? And they said, give us our sight. 
And Jesus felt the compassion. He felt the compassion. He felt the love. He felt, he felt the mercy. And he gave them their sight. He healed their eyes. You know, it's just like the one by the, by the, by the pool where, where the angel would go down and stir yeah. the pool. And, and Jesus said, why don't you go in the pool? He said, Lord, he said, I have nobody to bring me and put me in the pool. And before I go, somebody else steps in. He told a man, that's compassion. He saw the man needed help. He said, get up, pick up your bed and walk and go. You know, I don't know if I'm bringing out some good points, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to make some points that, you know, Christians today don't show that kind of compassion. No. People don't show that kind of compassion. Well, and I think the reason, I hate to say it like that, and look, the churches that we're affiliated with, they do. They, they Oh, uh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. I don't have a problem with that. When I try to chew the whole horn or something, I'm just saying that's just, that's just how our churches are. That's, have, that's how we are. We have ministries at our churches that do reach out to lost people. Right. We do, right. we do have ministries where we help certain people right. out. But there's a lot of Christians. And look, I, I, man, I hope I don't offend nobody here tonight. That's not my goal. I just I think I have to preach the truth. And I feel this in my spirit. A lot of Christians don't worry about compassion because it's not being preached into the church. You know it's being preached into the church? Hey, if you have enough faith in God, God's going to bless you tremendously. Right. God's going to go ahead. Right. You're going to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. Yeah, that, that's a have, prosperity then, gospel. That's a prosperity gospel. Then you have on the other other side of it, as we talked about earlier, you have certain Christians out there that is doom and gloom Christ. Listen, if you don't get saved, you sinner, you're going to hell, you're going to death, you're going to... And they're not giving a way out. Mm. And look, look, I'm not trying to say go on the streets and preach, you know, all soft tone. No, you need some times where you need to you need to preach the gospel. Uh, look, um, prime example. I, Lord, thank you for reminding me about that. Ray Comfort put out a video of a lady that was that was uh, that was part of the LGBTQ community. She has suicidal thoughts on on that video. He preached the gospel to her, gave her life to the Lord. Mm. So and look, he didn't go in there with a microphone, yelling, screaming, hollering. I like how he he, does he it. went to that person. He said, "Look, I want to share the gospel with you." And that that woman gave her life to the Lord. And you could tell when Ray Comfort's ministering, mm-hmm. he does it in a compassion. Way. He's saying, "Look, the reason I'm telling you is I don't want you to go to hell. Mm-hmm. That should be the goal of every believer. A, a believer, yeah, we want souls to get, we want souls to come to Jesus Christ." Because Jesus Christ loves them. But we should go ahead and say, look, we, our compassion should be we don't want them to go to hell. Right. You should be right in the middle when you're witness to somebody. It shouldn't be like you're not too hot, but at the same time, you're not too cool. You're firm, yeah. but at yeah. the same time, it, it's, yeah. it's what mm-hmm. Christ said. Be wise as a serpent or harmless as a dove. It's always good to You be should in the go middle. ahead, yep. and when you're witnessing, in my opinion, mm-hmm. you should go ahead and say, look, there is a holy God. You have to face that holy God one day. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I, I want you. There's a way out. Mm-hmm. There's a way out of that. You can go ahead and you can come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, and you can be, you can have compassion on that person. And say, look, the reason I'm telling you this is because I love you, and I don't want you to go to hell. Mm-hmm. That should be the that should be the compassion of every believer. Mm-hmm. Is have that compassion to say, look, we don't want you to die and go into the pits of hell. And why we did the bow? You mentioned it earlier. Christ wept. It says in John uh, eleven thirty five when Jesus wept. The reason Jesus wept was because he saw what death could do, and death he already knew. But at the same time, he he saw what sin 
brought, brought forth. Brought forth. And he right. had compassion to people right. that did not know the way of the salvation. Right. They didn't they didn't know the way of Christ. And they, exactly. they he had compassion on them. That's why he wept. He wept because he saw what death does to people right. and he was like, Man, if yeah. they only had eternal life. You know, you know, we always say that Jesus spoke more about hell in the Bible than he spoke about heaven. The reason he did that, I believe, is because he showed compassion to the living. He didn't want he nobody didn't to go want, there. He didn't want nobody going to hell. Mm-hmm. He showed compassion. He showed mercy. He showed mm-hmm. long-suffering. He reached out to the people. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he showed that love. He showed that mercy. He showed that grace, you know. And, and that's what compassion is about. Uh, compassion involves a condition of other people, values, beliefs, needs, wants, and terms of which their suffering can be understood and hence be shared so in other words compassion is the condition of other people compassion is the condition of people either crippled either sick either dying of cancer uh, anything it's a condition and it's a condition of belief uh their needs uh whatever they need in life and they don't have it if you can help them help them you know, it can be anything. That's what compassion is. Compassion deals with the heart. Compassion deals with the spirit. Compassion deals in mercy and love. You know, okay, we don't want to see people go to hell. Okay, that that's fine. Pray for them people. Show a little mercy to them people. Tell them yep. people the truth. You know, that's compassion. You know, uh, and and that's the way I look at it. And it's it it's into the heart and mind of other people, getting into the heart and the mind. If you could put your, yourself in somebody else's skin that's suffering with, uh, with, with uh, Alzheimer's or, or any kind of disease that's hard to cure, if you could put yourself in their skin, in their shoes, how do you think you'd feel? Yep. You know, how, how do you think you'd take it? How, how do you think you'd, you, you, you'd feel? Would you feel, the, would you feel more compassionate knowing that what they're suffering? You know, there's a little girl that comes to school. She is 15 years old, Isaac. She is 15 years old. She comes to school in a wheelchair, and she's been in that wheelchair ever since she was born. Mm. She has a crippling disease. 15 years old, been in that wheelchair all her life. Every time I see that little girl, it, it, it does something to my heart. But, you know, it, it, I, I feel the compassion, but I feel that, if I pray on that little girl and ask God to heal her, I got to believe that yeah. with all my heart. But one day, one day, that compassion is going to be strong enough mm-hmm. that I'm going to lay hands on that little girl and she's going to be healed and she's going to get up out of that wheelchair. That's the way I feel. That's the way I look at it. You know, and, 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 and it's a shame because I talked, to some, I talked to a couple of teachers and then teachers told me it don't bother her the way she is. Wow, she she lives like that. That's her life. That's the way she feels. She feels she's gonna be like that's that. That's normal. That's, that's normal, normal for her. You know, that's normal to her. But she's a very intelligent young girl. Yeah, fifteen years old, man, in a wheelchair. You know, fifteen years old. I'd like to see her out of that wheelchair. That's what I'd like to see. But it it, it just it's either me being afraid to ask the mom if I can pray for her. Or just being afraid that, you know, yeah. I, I don't know what it is, Isaac. Maybe I'm wrong for feeling no, that yeah, way. No, that, yeah, that's where you got you to gotta you know? go ahead and rely on the Holy Spirit 
and say, Holy Spirit, lead me and guide me. Yeah. Because, you know, you know, we don't know what the plan of God is. I don't know what the this, plan of God is. But as, as a believer, we have to be, be, be humbled enough to say, Lord, show us your will, not right. our will, but yeah. your will. So. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but with that being said, we we're running uh, we're about oh, to run wow, out of already. time. Yeah, <laughs> already. Um, no, but boy, I think this is a good topic. I think a lot of Christians need to remember this topic of compassion. Mm. And we brought we 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 went around a few topics tonight, and I just I want to encourage the believers of Christ that you just you know let let God lead you, let God show you what what to do, and you know if you're not compassionate, please pray that you are compassionate because there's some people out there that need the uh the they need uh how i'm trying to say it in the right way they need somebody to go ahead and have compassion on them they need somebody to show them the gospel they need mm-hmm. somebody to to go ahead and, and show them the way the truth and the life and as believers we should have compassion for the lost we should have co- compassion that you know not everybody is right with the lord and we need to be that witness and that's what's the importance of going out and sharing the gospel a lot of people say well why is it important for us to share our faith well that's the reason if, if you go ahead and don't see no need to go witness you need to check your heart because you know every person that is lost is dying and going to hell <laughs> and we need that we need to have <laughs> compassion on those people because one day yeah. they will go to hell, <laughs> and we need to go ahead and share the light of Christ. You're gonna laugh. You're gonna laugh. Okay. You're, you're gonna get a giggle out of this. Uh, one of the ladies at the school, she works in an office. She come meet, and she said, "Bo," and she said, "I need you to help that teacher." And she told me who she was. The room number. Uh, <laughs> it was funny. Uh, 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 and, and it encouraged me after after that happened. So I walked in the room, and she looked. Oh, you here to help me with my desks? I said, "Yes, ma'am." She told me her name. I kind of forgot her name, but anyhow. And uh, we're doing the tests and stuff, and, and she, she, we were talking, and something about the Bible came up. And she goes, she goes, oh, you're a Christian? I said, I'm a Bible-believing Christian, ma'am. I said, I have a podcast that I do, and I said, all we do is talk about Jesus. Oh, she said, me and you are going to get along great. She <laughs> says, all we got to do is believe Jesus and do what he tells us. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Hey, ever since that, bro, we were doing the dances. Me and her talk, 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 talk. And she looks at me. She said, you know what? We're going to get along real good, hey. me and you. So, you know, it, it encouraged me, you know, to know that I have somebody that believes what I believe. She even said she was a Catholic at one time, too. Oh, wow. She was a Catholic, and she, you know, she would go, she was born and raised Catholic, but she said she came to know the Lord. She came to, mm-hmm. she started reading the Bible, and she said mm-hmm. she got away from it. She got away from the Catholic uh, religion. You know, you know, that happened to me, too, when I went to church at Arby. A guy told me that yeah. he, he was one of the security guys, and he was talking, and he told me, he says, man, I was in the Catholic church, and then, some stuff went on, and yeah. I got discouraged. When when I came here, the Assembly of God in Crowley, I love this pastor, and I could tell the preaching's different. And he's I've been here ever since. I was like, oh, and we talked. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I said, well, I said my church was started by the ex-Catholics, and I explained mm. it. Oh yeah. oh yeah, and so yeah, so it's amazing. That's it, good. It's good nice to know, but yeah. uh, I think uh, that 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 bishop I told you about, he's coming back this year. He's coming back to the school Amen. to help. And uh, as a matter of fact, I'm going to talk to his daughter about the church he was supposed to be opening. Mm. It's going to be in Jennings. I'm going to ask her about it tomorrow. 
and see if it's going to be ready or yeah. what's going to happen. Well, and, and, and you, you know, know, you're talking like that, but we never made that official. But well, when you know, he gets no, me, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about something else. You know, if you are a church and you're hearing this podcast and you like any one of us mm-hmm. to go out and minister, or if you want all four of us to go out there yeah, and do a Bible exactly, study, exactly. You know, just reach out to us at Brothers Just Searching Podcast at Gmail dot com, and we'll we'll go ahead and get back with you and we'll, we'll set up yeah, dates to go exactly. Uh, but I tell you what, it, we have a lot of new teachers now. Uh, the one that I help with the desk is I know she's a Christian. Me and her is going to be doing a lot of talking. That's you know? true. School's uh, about to start back. And then the daughter of that bishop, she's a Christian. She she witnesses to the people in the front Amen. office. And then he has a son that I talk to a lot. And his son told me, he said, you know what's bad about this bone? He said, people are scared to share their faith. Mm-hmm. And I looked at him. I said, "You know, you got a point." He said, "I'm serious." Well, he said, and you remember, you remember you know, back in the day, though, Bo, and talking about compassion, pastors were telling people, "Share your faith." Share your faith. Share it's your not faith. like and, that and today. Now, now, now it's gotten to the point. I, more churches thrive on proselyting than they do winning right. souls. Yeah, you know, a lot of people ask, "Well, what is the prescribed order of growing your church?" Well, if you look at the old churches back in the day, it was, it was the, the pastor preach. Souls. The pastor preach. He yeah. he equipped the saints. Right. The saints, saints would go, go outside out. the church, yes. win souls, and yes. tell them, "Hey, you need to be part of a church. Come right. to our church." That's right. That's how church grew. That's how grow. Now, 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 nowadays, pastors go ahead and they say, "Hey, we're going to throw ahead. We're going to we're going to teach. We're going to teach y'all everything that's fruity loopy." And they go to other churches. Well, you don't. That church is fine, but you should come to our church, or you should go ahead and it. It's just not. It's not right. Or, or, or you even have this, and I've seen this multiple times in churches. You have uh, the pastor preaching, trying to equip the saints, and instead of people witnessing outside the streets, they just tell the people, "Hey, come to our church." Mm. And when they come to the church, and the pastor starts talking about right. equipping the saints, yeah. they don't know what he's talking about. I tell you what, you know what I think about a lot, and and it's not to get off the subject, but. I think about Brother Mike and us doing this. If he was still alive and us being doing this, I believe Brother Mike would be sitting Oh, he'd be in this chair right here. He'd be in the <laughs> chair sitting there sharing him too, you know. And I think Either that or he'd be a frequent guest on the right, show. Right, so. exactly. Like exactly. our other pastors, Daniel right. and my dad, and they, yeah, hear them, they, they hear a lot, time. you know. And, so. you know, I'm just saying it just to bring it out. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway. So we got to close this uh, this podcast up, guys. Uh, that was a pretty good conversation. We're mm-hmm. going to pray our way uh, out of yeah, here. Yeah, we will pray our way out of here. Just a reminder before we do that, that if um, if you can, if you've, this is the first time you're listening to the show, welcome to the Brothers Just Searching family. We're glad to have you. Uh, if you can, though, hit the subscribe button and the, or the follow button, depending on the platform you're listening on. Uh, you can also go to our websites to show to see how you can help us out in the ministry here. Uh, we love you guys. We want to thank you for what y'all doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, please continue t- telling friends. That's the best way to throw, uh, grow the podcast, the YouTube oh, channel. Yeah, anything. Well, the YouTube channel, the last couple of months, I've uh, been getting a couple of more people oh, that's uh, good. grow. So, I think 16 uh, is showed on my thing. Yeah, well, that, that's one episode. So, yeah. you know. Uh-huh. But God's doing some. And uh, with that being said, Bone closes out, man. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, Father. Yes, and we Lord. thank you for the night. We thank you for the word that was shared. And we ask you, Lord God, that this word would go out and people would listen to the word, Father. And they'd accept it and bring it into their hearts and do what it says. Lord God, you're the only one that can deal with the hearts of people. And we just thank you, Lord, that you're doing the work for this podcast. We thank you for what you're doing. And I just ask you, Lord God, to continue to work. 
in this podcast and continue to use us to bring forth your word. And I thank you for everything that you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So until next time, be blessed, be encouraged. Remember, Jesus Christ is king. He's coming back, and he's coming back soon. So don't be faint of heart, because Jesus has overcome the world. If you want to know Jesus, your Lord and Savior, reach out to us again on our email address, and we will tell you how to make Jesus your Savior in heaven, your home. Until next time, be blessed.